What's going on, everybody? And welcome back and happy new year as you listen to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here for the first episode of 2023. Of course, Mills could not make it today. He's going to be off uh, on assignment for the next two weeks. So you'll, you'll be with me and, and some special guests. But the first special guest we have today is the man, the myth, the legend. Somehow, he is part of the admin team for the A Show. I have no idea how. But of course, our guy, Mark MC. What's going on? Why wouldn't I be? I have to be involved in all of the schematics here in RNC Radio. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, no. I, well, I mean, I there was only one person to call. No, that was you. Well, mostly because I talk to you every day. So I like, this, That this is true. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm here, though, because I can already tell on a day like today, don't you just feel like the fun's over in the air? Holiday's done. It feels, it feels yeah. like fun's over, man. I need to pick me up real quick for this Tuesday. I have one more week, and but I almost feel as though I don't have one more week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like I go back next Monday, but I'm like, oh, it's over already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, fun's over. These motherfuckers really want me to like do my job next week. It's just crazy. <laughs> I cannot believe. It. <laughs> I see people lose their laptops today. Uh, Mules couldn't find his charger to his laptop. I just woke up like, damn, it's that day today. Yeah, you can't just have me gone. I took an extra week off, but like you can't just have me gone for this long and expect me to come back with the same energy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm rested, but I'm also I also feel like you know, take it easy on me until February. <laughs> like don't ask me for shit. And then the holidays, you know, the holiday we're not we don't have a we technically don't have an official official holiday until like. Easter or Memorial Day, at least for me, unless you're in one of those areas that get like President's Day off, then salute to you. I don't get President's Day off, which is like it's completely fine with me. I don't, I don't really care about President's Day. We do get a week off in the summer. I think it's actually going to be earlier this year, but we get a week off, like mandated week off. Um, oh, real just to kick off the summer? That sounds pretty lit. Yeah, yeah. We we had it last year, I think in August or it was July. It was like a little bit earlier last year, but. Um, my job does give us like a week of of just like time off that's just mandated, and um, you know, just basically like, yo, go go do something, go play a game, go on vacation or something. Um, go to the beach, yo. It's hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool. Like, I I think you know, going into um, going into what uh, I I guess it was probably like my third year of like uh, open PTO and working from home. I, I'm I'm okay with this. I'm used to it right now. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm into. Yeah, I hope there's not a moment where I'll have to entertain going into an office again, at least for a full time. I think we're past that. I would hope in 2023 we're past that just yet. But then again, nothing will surprise me. So just keeping things optimistic, I guess you would say. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to bring us back in this year. Um, like and it's like, no, no. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. You know what I mean? Let, let's just be clear. All these places. Hybrid is the way. Mm-hmm. hybrid and and you know let let your boss figure it out but the thing is is like where i'm at right now like i'm not as essential in terms of like being there every week as the people who are like making the games are yeah especially like it like it and things like that have been in office at least on our end for a good couple months or so but the other departments thankfully can still continue to be hybrid until things change but I don't know, man. I hope I hope a lot of I hope a lot of companies, a lot of corporations take a look at this and actually really realize that the world is just 
different. You can't revert back to 2019, essentially. Not at all. Not at all. And I mean, you know, as we uh, as we move into 2023, Mark, what what were some things that you that you like you looked at from 2022 and that you really want to? And, and I feel like our listeners want to hear it too. Like, what are some things that you are you got a goal for this year? Um, you know, I kind of I kind of had a little bit of a, a mini meeting with myself, like a talk with myself as I looked at everything that I dealt with in 2022. And I was like, man, I looked just scrolled through my camera roll and I was like, man, I did this, this this i forgot i did this forgot i did this and it was just like man i did a i did a good amount of things in 2022 but the way that things moved so fast it was like all right let's pocket it into this folder let's keep it into our mental banks pretty lit to do that let's do some other shit and looking back at it at the end of the year i was like wow i didn't really i think i could work more on appreciating and celebrating the things and the accomplishments that I work on in real time instead of doing it at the end of the year as a reel or a canvas that you put and celebrate with everybody that's doing their year-end stuff. So being more so in the moment was something that I want to work on in 2023. Uh, Accountability is also something that I want to work on a whole lot more in 2023 because uh this year more than ever i would say 2022 more than ever i think i have thought about health just for my friends for myself for my family a whole lot more than i have in previous years and it's pretty interesting i looked at it and i'm like well i'm not the oldest in the world honestly i'm only 31 but i it's it's been, it's been something that's been more important to me so i think yeah. Holding myself accountable in that regard is something that I want to work on a whole lot more. And uh, just staying leveled, man. Just staying leveled mental-wise, making sure that I'm good that way. Not going too... Uh, I think I think talking about it and saying not going too crazy makes it sound a little bit off. But more so making sure that you're leveled as far as like not thinking too into things, not thinking too far into the future, not trying yeah. to plan out the next five years of your life. Just keeping things one day at a time keeps you very leveled, I would say. And sometimes it's 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 almost natural to try and get into the mood or the method of wanting to plan everything so fast because one quick thing could change an entire week's worth of planning. And if you're somebody like me that kind of has that happen and, and uh, those types of changes can be a little bit frustrating from time to time. Keeping yourself level kind of helps with that. So those are some of my 2023 New Year's resolutions, I guess you would say. Yeah, you, you blew me out the water. I was like, I'm going to start this YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the beard first, though. Oh, the beard's work. The beard's coming through. It's coming through right now. The beard, the beard is 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 definitely is, is happening right now. You like uh, combing it and oiling it and shit. Is it that is it at that length yet? I've been on my beard oil right now. It's longer than it's been. I'm, I'm actually gonna go to the haircut <laughs> for it. I'm gonna get a haircut before I go to New York this weekend. Um, and I gotta tell them finally, hey, keep the beard, kind of shave the mustache down, keep the the sideburn hair, because you know what I'm saying I'm I'm getting my YouTube. Beard. I'm telling you the algorithm. The algorithm is all about beard, Joe. I'm telling you, I, I swear, I swear it is, bro. Like, they know. The algorithm knows when you got a beard, and they they structure it to, to that level. But I think really more than anything, I, I, I want to make sure that I'm continuing to cut out negative influences and people that, that don't mean me well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to continue to 
um, kind of build what, what we're doing on our, on our video platforms. And I want to be more present and learning how to do that. Um, and I, I want to just learn to be just a better man this year. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I'm constantly improving and um, I'm, I'm definitely in a, in a good space or trying to be in a good space. And I, I want this year to be pretty positive because last year was, was a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. This year would be way better. <laughs> Getting into your soft life, 2023. I, I, I get it, man. I see, I, I see I where people I, are coming from with this. I don't get the soft life thing. Why can't I just be? <laughs> <laughs> what did Joel say? Why can't I just smoke a blunt and be me? That's how I feel. I, I just want to be, bro. Like, I, 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 the soft life thing, leave it alone. Like, I, I, I don't know why we all got to have a... Like, seriously, is it is this soft to take care of your house? Like, that is crazy. I know I know a lot of I know a lot of it just involves wanting to be trauma free, worry free, stress free, but I think some of the bigger things that you can try and like improve with that is knowing that there's probably going to be trauma, stress, and a lot of that bullshit in your life and just knowing how to adapt to it. Just knowing how to accommodate with it and almost like bounce off it essentially. I think that's a much bigger I think that's a much bigger uh characteristic or an or an attribute to have to yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, what I, I, I just don't see what I feel like TikTok. There is someone always trying to create an another um Some new class. lingo, not even lingo, but a new class. Like, there's so many classes of people on TikTok. It's kind of reminded me of Tumblr, in mm. a lot of ways. Like, there's so many different classes of people. I'm a, I'm soft life. I'm passenger princess. I'm all of these <laughs> other things. It's like what. Why can't you just be yourself? Like, I feel like, again, TikTok is falling victim to the same. And, and I feel like in, in, in human, like, it's inherent that we have a class problem. And I feel yeah. like it's ingrained in us that we put ourselves into a class. And I feel almost crazy sometimes that I don't put myself into, like, any type of class. Because it's mm. just like, I just, I'm just me. I just like to do, I just like to do shit. But, like. I'm seeing it more and more with TikTok, and I'm just like, oh, I've, I've been, I've never scrolled past more videos this year, like in in the past couple of months on TikTok than I have lately, because there's so many people trying to fit into a certain mold and be that the first person to do a certain thing or first person to, you know, have that go viral or something like that. I'm, I'm like, yo, we're really in a fucked up space, especially as like Twitter kind of. I hate to go go like super technophile cyberpunk shit, but it's, it's especially as Twitter mm-hmm. starts to kind of disperse. Like you see, like you notice lately, like Twitter's just kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? Like no one's really falling into any type of class there. It's more so happening on TikTok now. Yeah. And on top of that, there, I don't think there's any categories like passenger princes. So I think we might be screwed there. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, just nasty, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's really just nasty on there. But um, I got a really cool Patreon segment today. Okay. If, if you want to indulge. So we're going to go over to Patreon real quick. Sure. Let's let's lock. All right. And we're back. If you're not on Patreon, you missed a new segment. Remembering the Rumble. Me and Mark talked about the 2003 Royal Rumble. Um, lots, lots of stuff going on there, Mark. Yeah, leading into WrestleMania 19, one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time. Uh, a lot of stories that were told. You just reminded me of Undertaker and number 30, though, because, boy, what a shitty WrestleMania it was for the Undertaker. <laughs> but, I mean, like, coming in, like, how could you have Brock coming in that late? After I mean I get want him to be fresh, but he wasn't in there for only like only there for like six minutes. Like it's fucked up. Anyway, no holds barred. Not a lot of news. Not a lot of news whatsoever it's cool going week. on. But 
Yeah, it was, it was, it was a slow week. Uh, but let's get into some backstage news on WrestleMania matches that were pitched for John Cena. Fightful Select reported that Cody Rhodes was pitched for an opponent for John Cena, but they couldn't confirm whether or not that had happened or, uh, or not since Vince McMahon's retirement. Other Cena opponents included Austin Theory, which we've been hearing about for years, and Logan Paul, with Paul favoring, uh, with Paul looking like the favorite choice between the two, but they noted that many other top names have also pitched to work with Cena as well. What do you think about the Cena, the Cena matchups? Uh, Logan Paul, honestly speaking, I would love to see that versus John Cena, but is he even going to be okay within these next couple of months? How is his how is his recovery looking since November? I think he will. I think they said six weeks. Um, I think he didn't have to get surgery, so six I think the general that torn shit in his leg. I think it, it well, well, it, it was actually less severe than they thought. I don't have the actual diagnosis in front of me, but um, they mm. I saw anywhere between six to twelve weeks, and that they expected him to be back by Mania. Logan is a fucking beast if he can pull that off. Seeing a Logan Paul, I wouldn't be mad at. I'm actually honest, and I'm shocked that I'm saying this after the past couple of months. Well, earlier of 2022, of me having complete disdain for this person, I would buy into John Cena versus Austin Theory right now at WrestleMania. They they both have kind of like the same kind of finisher move, like the same mm-hmm. kind of kind of the same vibe to their finishers. Um, I mean, theory kind of, they, they tried to rip off the John Cena stuff with the ruthless aggression shit with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it could work. Um, I, I think the Cody thing to me, there's only one outcome for Cody and we'll talk about that on raw, but, um, that would have been cool maybe next year, but I, I just yeah. think that right now that's probably not, not it. And we've also, we've seen it before. Like we can wait on that one. And if Cena decides this is going to be his last year, then this so be it. You know what I mean? I, I don't think the Cody thing is, is as big of a deal as, as, probably Vince or someone thought it was. Um, Fightful yeah. also confirmed previous reports that Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch is off the table. We'll have to talk about that as well <laughs> when we talk about the shows. But um, mm-hmm. the, there, is a, there is a bigger uh, plan for both of these women in that um, you know many thought that Lynch and Rousey would have happened at, at, at WrestleMania, but it, you know, they're saying that Lynch herself isn't upset that the match isn't taking place. And it seems as though like you know, these two are completely fine with never working one-on-one, and I think that's fine, too, if they don't really like each other like that. Yeah, WrestleMania 35 would have been your chance to, like, really blow... Well, you can't say blow the roof off the stadium. Uh, that stadium does not have a roof, but you would be uh, very interested to have that at WrestleMania 35. And years later, although it doesn't have the the hype or the heat that it did when Becky Lynch was first coming into being the man and Ronda Rousey had a lot, a lot of heat between that. Um, I think it's okay. I wouldn't be too mad if it doesn't ever happen. I wouldn't be mad if it happens a little bit later down the line. Um, not to necessarily say that the WrestleMania 35 main event was bad because of including Charlotte. I still think we got crazy things out of that triple threat and people will bring up the ending of it, of course, but I think everything leading into that match being the main event of WrestleMania 35, uh, still had things very entertained, at least from my perspective. Yeah, no, I I mean, it was 12 AM that night at WrestleMania. A lot of people, there's that too. (laughs) A lot of people were stuck. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the scene of things interesting. I think we'll see more of that in the next couple coming weeks. Um, Fightful's also saying that they cannot, they, they've not been able to confirm if The Rock will be able to do WrestleMania. I think people are getting way too, people are getting way too fantasy booked in their mind that if it doesn't happen, 
I feel like people are going to be mad at the company for not making it happen when, you know, The Rock is one of the busiest guys ever. Granted, he got fired <laughs> from mm. his DC job. But I mean, still, the guy has a million different things going on. It takes a long time. And I don't think people realize it, it takes a long time to train, to wrestle. And if The Rock doesn't feel like he can do it in three months, then we shouldn't force him to do that and injure himself. Yeah, that's true. But then don't wink at the camera and Young Rock and say, don't worry, we're going to do it one day at WrestleMania and wink and hard wink at the camera, man. Don't do that, man. That's The Rock, though. That's his choice. That's the, that's the thing, Mark. That wasn't WWE's choice to do yeah. that. And yeah, have that exactly. Camera. That's his choice to do that. And I think, like, Roman matches, they could be, you know, and I'm sure Roman could find a way to work it where it won't be that physical. They could do a lot of rah-rah and, and BS in between it. But, like, mm-hmm. you got to think it's going to be a physical match. And can The Rock handle that? And it should be. It's also going to depend on what they end up using as, you know, talking points leading into the WrestleMania match. At what area are they going to come into? Is it going to be, no, I am the real head of the table? Or is it just going to be, no, I want the belts. You don't need those belts. I need the belts. So there could be a couple of different ways that they end up doing that. And, you know, depending on where they go, could end up showing the severity that we end up seeing with the match if it does happen at WrestleMania. But if it doesn't happen at WrestleMania, I'm sure people will be annoyed and disappointed, even though on the other side of it, the Catch-22 side of it, people are complaining that it's going to happen. So I'm not sure where this was going to happen with that. And and that's my thing. Like, my thing is this. Like, the company has never told you that that was going to happen. WWE's never told you that was going to happen. The Rock made a wink at it as well. But I also don't think there's anything wrong with him winking at it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think that again, there's a, there's a, there's a level of um, entitlement that goes with it, where people really want to see it. But it's like there's nothing wrong with with anything Roman does because he puts asses in seats. Yes, it would be cool for him to take down or, or face one more legend on, on his on his you know his path to greatness. But if it doesn't happen, I'm I'm pretty sure that there would be another match that I think is good enough, especially with people that can go that go that that are there all the time. You know what I, I mean? Think- I think one of the wildest instances of just booking it and then being disappointed, Survivor Series 2021. The feedback from the internet after that, where they were doing The Rock 25, and then he didn't show up, I think that was one of the, well, you can't necessarily be mad, because they didn't say he's coming to Survivor Series. It was the winks and the gifts and all the wrestling reporters that were hinting at oh, the possibility that something could happen, and then it doesn't happen, and you look at Vince like, well, where the hell's The Rock? What the fuck is it? You made us buy these damn tickets. Where the hell is he at? And The Rock was somewhere shooting something, so I'm sure we're going to deal with that throughout these next couple of months leading into whether or not The Rock is going to uh, come into Hollywood. But like you said, just got fired. I, w- I would assume that his schedule probably opened up a li- just, a, just a little bit. There's a tiny little window so that we can end this Roman Reigns shit, but you know, I don't know. There's only what 15, 16 weeks to Mania. Yep. You got TVs he's gonna have to show up to. He hasn't shown up as of yet. You gotta think that maybe Rumble is out the cards at this point. You gotta think that. Or if, if Rumble is still in the cards, at least it's not as a winner. Maybe he ends up getting eliminated, but then where do you go from there if if Rock ends up coming and then ends up getting eliminated? You know what I'm saying? Like we expect Roman to have a match at, at Mania, right? Or not Mania at, at, at Rumble, right? Like I, I guess because he oh, he does he has a match at every big four in every overseas event. So like mm. we would have a match. I wouldn't say Rum was off the cards for Rock appearing, but it don't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look good to me right now. It doesn't seem possible, and I'm okay with that. I would I would 
rather whoever faces Roman at Mania to be someone who they can properly build up to. And I feel like The Rock is a great attraction match, but you're going to be on a show mark with a lot of attraction matches. You know yep. what I mean? And I feel like, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it does, and all the better. But here's the thing. Mania's already sold out, <laughs> basically. So whether The Rock's there or not, it didn't mean too much of a damn because those tickets still went without a damn match announced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, more news here. Sasha Banks, uh, we're, we're hours away from her New Japan debut or appearance or whatever it's going to be. And whatever confirmation will happen between her, her, uh, her status with WWE and what's happening with her taking bookings. Um, Bailey is there. Naomi is there. Are you happy to be at the end of this this saga? I'm I am elated to just finally get this shit over with. Oh, I'm over it. <laughs> over it. I hope she's happy with whatever happens. If it ends up being a program where she's what is it, Paige's secret tag team partner, did that match happen yet? No, that happens in two weeks, I believe. If it happens in two weeks and that ends up being that, great, amazing, <laughs> happy for you. People think that that's going to be Thunder Rosa, though. It's, it's pretty heavily leaned on that, that Soraya's partner is going to be. Thunder oh, it's changed now? Ah, okay, okay. So Thunder Rosa returns, that ends up being cool. Well, if you end up doing what you need to do in Japan and have some exciting moments with that, you can end up, you know, flexing that you're one of the first women to be able to end up doing that, at least at that stature, at least at that stage, by all means, completely happy for you. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we, we are hours away from, from Russell Kingdom where she's supposed to appear. Uh, and again, I mean, people will have their opinions on both sides. Sasha Banks is, is a big wrestling star in her, in her own right. Anywhere she goes, she's going to be a factor. I, I'm just interested in seeing how much New Japan will pay for her if they do get her to wrestle on a, on a, on a monthly or however many you know months basis because she'd be the biggest women's wrestler in a company that does not really focus on women's wrestling that much. But you can see that for the past year, for the first time in their whole, like, 40, 50 year tenure <laughs> uh, history has finally started <laughs> taking women's wrestling peri- uh, seriously. So that's a pretty big, um, yeah. that's a pretty big deal for them, but you got to want Kyrie, that. right? Well, no, she's not facing Kyrie. Kyrie's facing someone. She's facing uh, someone else. At, oh, at okay. But okay. I would imagine that she would be featured or shown during that segment. But Again, Kyrie has WWE ties. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it, it matches up. They've wrestled together before. It makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense there. Um, it, it's a pretty big deal for them to, to, to bring her in on that. But it's like, damn, she gave, she's coming in highest paid automatically. I don't know Absolutely. how much they're going to be able to, to, to pay her for that because she's not, like, some local joker coming mm-hmm. in New Japan. I'm a little less, like... I mean, if it happens, it happens. I'm a little less like enthused about AEW if she goes there. If if that's a if that's a thing, if she, if she's gonna do that, um, because they just don't they don't focus on their women enough. And they they've brought in some big signings, Tony Storm being one, Athena being another, and then done nothing with them. And it's like I don't feel like Sasha Banks will put eyes on a company where they've been conditioned to not care about women's wrestling. Like if if y'all thought the punk shit was bad, wait till she get in that locker room. And, yeah, and, paid and what she's getting paid. Let's just be clear. If people didn't like what Punk was getting paid, and I said this to Mills a couple weeks ago, if they didn't like that, this is the same situation, in my opinion. Yeah, and I saw that flirting on her first uh, quote-unquote break when um, she was taking her time away and she was like posting AEW stuff. I was like, well, I mean, honestly, if you if, if you want to go, by all means. But that was the first one, and now we're on, what, the third one? So <laughs> it's kind of un- it's kind of unfortunate that 
we take a look at this watch and we're waiting for her to come back to the WWE. When she comes back to the WWE, I'm just going to be like, okay, I don't, I don't know when the fourth one is going to be. You know what I'm saying? I don't know when the fifth one is going to be. I don't know what's going to happen this time to make you disappear and talk about it from perspective of, well, I'm doing it for the rights of X, Y, and Z, and I'm doing it to improve this and that and come back. And I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to know. So when she comes back, it's going to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to look at my watch and just wait for the next, for the next time, for the next something to happen. I mean, she could have did that, you know. She she could have did that. Uh, never mind, whatever. Bag talk. <laughs> fan time tweeted a couple days ago. Mandy Rose made a million dollars in one month on fan time. Hey, get it how you live. I will say that 1,000%. I'll even put it in my Booker T voice. Well, if you ask me, you should tell Mandy Rose. 1,000% like my brothers Bun B and UGK once told me. <laughs> Bend it on over, bust it open, let me see it. <laughs> uh, next up, there's been, a, there's been a lot of news about some uh, why some former WWE UK talent have not been on TV. That includes Dewdrop and, and, um, and uh, like people like Axiom as well as Druganoff. Uh, Moser says that there's visa issues that are causing the problems. Um, earlier this year, Dewdrop said that she actually had to miss competing at last year's WrestleMania uh, to renew her U.S. visa. And uh, Meltzer revealed that in November or last November, European uh, performers like Ilya Dragunov and Axiom may have been dealing with visa-related issues, which is why they've been taken off the TV with injury angles. Of course, Axiom did come back about two or three weeks later, but uh, Dragunov has still not been seen on TV. So um, there's there's quite a bit of people like Blair Davenport, Tyler Bate, Gallus have all they were all on, on NXT on in September, but they have not been on the show and not been seen at all since uh, September. So it's looking like visa issues. I'm I'm hoping they get that cleared up because that's a lot of really good talent to not be on TV. I was I was even questioning why Tyler Bla- Tyler Bate was not on TV. Yeah, especially with how Worlds Collide ended. NXT UK ended up taking a, a the much lower portion of that as Mandy Rose unified the titles, Braun Breaker unified the titles, and then we didn't really get too too much after that outside of Ilya being involved in the triple threat. So uh, 2.0 has well not 2.0 it's not 2.0 any longer, but yeah. NXT is still moving forward with um, the people that they have, the stories that they do have. But I think a lot of people were interested in some of those UK matchups, uh, the triple threats that we were getting with Gallus. Uh, the matches that we were getting with Ilya, he he had plenty of match of the year contenders last year anyway. Uh, so hopefully they'll be able to fix that. Yeah, I I hope so. Um, it it's sad because I'm I'm a real big fan of of of, of Bate, real big fan of, of Druganoff. Um, I, I thought I thought Davenport had a lot of growing to do, and that she could have grown a lot in that division. Um, and I thought I thought she actually had a good showing in that triple threat match between her and, and even Mako Satomura hasn't been seen on TV. But um, yeah, I. I I have no clue when they're, they're going to come back, and I'm a huge fan of Dewdrop. That division needs her. Yeah, <laughs> they need her, they, and she needs to get back. So hopefully, they can cover up those visa issues. But uh, we got a lot of issues to talk about on these weekly shows because a lot of issues. shit happens. A lot of shit happened. Let's start with SmackDown here. What do you feel about this episode of SmackDown as a whole? Without without naming anything that's happened, <laughs> what what'd you feel? Did you like it? Was it was it a good show? They, it was they, a nice end of the year show. Honestly, I was thoroughly entertained. Yeah, it, it was a it was a huge, 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 uh, huge show. December thirtieth from Tampa, Florida. That's WWE home base. Everybody lives down there, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, on on uh, in, in Florida, 
Tampa. I, I heard. Strange. I heard what it was. Uh, I heard what it was in the Discord. If it's not Orlando, it's Tampa. Tampa is a pretty entertaining. Well, it's a it's a nice play. I've only been there like one or two times, so I couldn't really tell you how well it would be for people to all live in Tampa. But yeah. Orlando and Tampa are like a, a one hour shot from each other. I forgot the highway that you got to take to go from Orlando to Tampa. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you'll see a lot of NXT talent. I'm pretty sure they were all there. Um, I mean, obviously, Rock and uh, not Rock, but Cena and, and Roman, they both live in Tampa. Or, so, I mean, they that's just like hop, skip, and a jump. They probably got there at four o'clock <laughs> before doors mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and just slid right through the back. Um, st- show starts off with Bray Wyatt and LA Knight stuff. Uh, this this is, I, I don't know. I will say this though. I enjoyed this segment. <laughs> I did I'm like just, this. I'm just here for the ride, man. I've been taking a look at I've been taking a look at uh what people have been talking about for his matches at the house shows. Obviously, WWE was in Miami last week for the holiday event. Um, heard some good things with that as well. Bray seems to be okay at the house shows. I know we're not gonna see anything until Rumble, but just here for the ride, man. I, I I don't really take a look at it from an LA Knight perspective of how people are looking at it online of wasted talent, wasted minutes, wasted week. I think putting LA Knight in a program and making sure that he's good is something that could end up being positive. He's opening the show. Yeah. <laughs> he's opening the show with the biggest star, one of the biggest stars on the show. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's just, fine. Just because he's not wrestling every week and busting everybody's ass, I, I don't... I, I don't I don't need that to know that L.A. Knight is OK. We were just complaining about L.A. Knight a couple months prior of him being in a suit and smiling. Now you actually get L.A. Knight. Yeah, 100 percent. And he's and he's and he's and he's basically getting his shit off like he is promoing his ass off. He cooking Bray. Yeah, <laughs> he's cooking Bray every single week. And Bray's just smiling. <laughs> you know what, man? <laughs> You know what, man? You might be right. I do look kind of silly, <laughs> but let me tell you something. Then the then the head appears. He got his head cracked this week. La Knight ain't want a single piece of that. Yeah, the 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 Uncle Howdy stuff. Even though it's been alluded to the fact that they're not exactly with Bray, the, those characters that we've seen. Mm. Now you're interested in seeing where this ends up. And I mean, if, I think that. <laughs> I think this would be a, a a terrible, 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 terrible thing to to do, um, if they have Bray come back, but having him lose this lights out match that they've announced, uh, because of Uncle Howdy makes a lot of sense at this point because of that. So, uh, yeah, we'll 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 see where that ends up at. But they did announce that it's going to be Bray versus LA Knight, Bray's first match since he returned in October. It's going to yep. be a lights out match with LA Knight. What is this match going to be? <laughs> It's gonna be some WCW shit if we talking about lights out. <laughs> we gonna have to find out, and probably not gonna be too many details. I would assume it's no disqualification, uh, maybe not false count anywhere, but lights out match. Something's gonna pop up. It might feel like some real. It might feel like some real WCW shit. I'm not gonna lie to you, and maybe that could be in favor of Bray. Yeah, I. I oh, hats off to LA Knight. I hope this gets you. Where you <laughs> hope this gets you where you want it, bro? I think it will. I got faith, man. You know what I'm saying? I I got faith. I got faith in LA Knight, man. I think he's gonna make it. He's gonna be good. Um, after this, we get Sheamus versus Solo Sokoa. What? From from here to to Raw, they 
they have really booked this guy as 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 like a guy who can win any match you put him in. And I think working with guys like Sheamus, working with Drew, working with 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 um, KO, he's looked better than he's ever looked in NXT. I, I feel like his development to me has been better here than it was in NXT, in my opinion. Yeah, NXT was squaring up with Von Wagner getting his head cracked. Now he's actually fighting some. <laughs> now he's actually fighting some real niggas. I, I like this match between him and Sheamus. I'm always like, okay, they have this nigga beating everyone, but they're doing it for a reason because the first person who beats them has to be someone who's ready to face Roman or has to be someone who is of big stature. I would imagine that KO is probably going to be Solo's first loss. What do you think? Kevin being Solo's first loss will be interesting. A lot of people are tapped into Kevin Owens right now and just the fact that he is so ingrained into this program with the bloodline. Uh, Being able to chop down that one pillar would be an interesting piece because obviously there's not going to be a championship attached to Solo Sokoa as of right now, but it's a pretty heavy pillar that you have to knock down to be able to try and lessen the bloodline outside of the Usos and getting the tag team champions off the Usos and then how tough it is just in general facing Roman Reigns on top of that. So Kevin Owens being the pillar to kind of knock that down would be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Just the way they built him into this unstoppable monster is like they've done a really good job. They've they've done a really, really good job with him. I'm not going to lie. I get annoyed a little bit, but I'm also like, yeah, it's because I mean it really is because they're trying to build a new guy. He's actually kind of booked like his like like Umaga was. Honestly. No, I saw you coming to the light last night when you was putting the Vince face on solo no selling. I said, Yes, come to the light. <laughs> the no come selling to the light. What, the no selling is what Umaga did, though. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna take the ropes choking him out. <laughs> <laughs> he accidentally flinged out of ropes. He's like, oh shit. It's gonna take that. That is what what a what a viewpoint or, or what a what a what a vision or a moment of seeing a t- choking Umaga out. Mm-hmm. What a great fucking! Man. I gotta rewatch that. I, I think that happened at the Rumble too, didn't it not? Uh I wasn't watching around that point in time. What was that? Oh eight, oh nine, maybe oh seven. Umaga. Uh, yep, it was Royal Rumble oh seven. Yep, oh seven. Uh, that, yeah. might, that might be something we can add. Uh, we can we can um, tell people to rewatch as we're talking about our Rumble moments. Yeah, we gotta. I gotta add that to the to the docket. Um, you also had Ronda Rousey versus Raquel Rodriguez. Hey, man. Ronda beat the allegation. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop the bullshit, bro. Ronda beat the allegations. See, they want to talk about the face paint. They want to talk about the promos. Yes, she flies through the promos from time to time. What did she say this week? Uh, well, actually, we can't talk about what she said. We said this week just yet. I'll save that for a couple of minutes. But they want to talk about the promos and they want to talk about the face paint and all that. This was a hard hitting wrestling match with Raquel Rodriguez. They've been doing it at the house shows throughout the holiday tour. They did it again on SmackDown. I think Raquel using the way that she uses her powerhouse against Ronda Rousey was something that was really great. Ronda battling that and having a great image at the end of the match. Her trying the damn arm bar in midair as Raquel tried to hold that down. I thought that was great. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it, I mean, they have great chemistry itself. This match went through three commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Ronda wins. <sighs> Charlotte comes out. <laughs> How crazy were you going? I was going insane. At first, I thought, I heard the theme, I heard this theme, and I was like, Nigga, is that Zia Lee? Because it was a theme that I was like, it can't just, be anybody else. I wasn't sure what theme it was. 
This is your second time in life thinking Zia Lee was Fucking in up and thinking it was Zia Lee, right? That's crazy. Jesus. But this time I hear the I hear the flare and I'm like, oh shit, it's fucking Charlotte. With the with the with the Power Ranger ass outfit on. Hey, don't roast my dog now. Come on now. Challenges uh challenges Ronda to a match after she had a 20 fucking minute match. <laughs> And Ronda goes, Ronda goes, so you want to do this at SummerSlam? I was like, what? She was like, oh, wait a minute, SummerSlam was last August. Yes, I said, Ronda, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Ronda brain be filled up with air, bro. <laughs> Ronda brain be flying at miles a minute. Like, I I, I honestly. Is like, that nerves? Is that nerves, though? I would think it's been, I don't like, think- it's been like four or five years already. I don't think it's nervous anymore. That's just how she speaks. And um, yeah. I, I think I, I think that's just really how she speaks. Um, Charlotte wins a title in 40 seconds. <laughs> and is made to be the biggest baby face on the show. <laughs> it worked, right? Okay, let's just be clear here. In the building, the baby face stuff worked for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is not a good baby face. We know how this story ends. Charlotte will become a heel in the next month. Charlotte, may, she may actually lose the belt in the next, the next month, knowing how her reigns go. Because yeah. like, that's, how, <laughs> that's just how the shit happens for her. But fourteen time, fourteen fucking time women's champion, legendary. See, here's Hold my up. thing with y'all. Here's my thing with y'all getting excited about Charlotte being back. Y'all only doing it because y'all don't like Ronda because she beat no. Liv. Fuck. Y'all are going to hate this run come April. Uh, well, at least for me, I definitely don't hate Ronda. I don't have any ill I don't have any ill will towards Ronda. I liked her programs with Liv Morgan this year. I love the fact that she would troll Liv and do the tongue out and do all that shit in front of Liv Morgan. She's helped Liv look completely amazing this year. Uh well, uh last year, excuse me, in 2022. Uh I don't have any big I don't have any big disdain with that. Her and Shayna is really nice, kicking everybody in the head, chopping off knees. Things like that. I was cool with it. I don't think being excited. I don't think there's too many. Well, then again, I can't underestimate people online. So if people's only interest in Charlotte winning the women's title is, all right, we got rid of Ronda. That's some pretty petty shit. Yeah. Uh, fire Ronda Rousey hashtag. Uh, yeah, this is a bunch of shit. But it's, but here's the thing. Y'all, y'all cheering. Y'all, y'all happy. Yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. All right. Let's see what happens when 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 she big boot in your faves. Uh huh. <laughs> the big boot be hurting. <laughs> the big boot be, it be stinging when it be, 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 be extra loud when it be your face. And the niggas were mad at the when, when the big boot ended the match at Mania. Niggas were mad. Exactly. Whatever. All right. Whatever. That's how y'all niggas feel. Um, main event of the show. This was actually like a, a very much like a, a brisk show. You had Hit Row uh, pushing uh, pushing Ricochet. Uh, uh, top Dollar been getting a lot of hate lately. I almost feel bad for him. Almost, almost not fully. You weren't fucking with the jokes on. You weren't fucking with the jokes on live TV. I wasn't fucking with the people saying the jokes. I was like, you should have never. Come on, you should have broke character. If my say getting bars off on you, you might gonna be like, hold on, nigga, just hold, hold on one second. <laughs> just bow. Just hit my say with one clean one, real quick. Yeah, Masay. Uh, yeah, Masay would have would have followed up though. <laughs> Masay would have followed up. You think Masay got Masay would have followed up with hands? 
Yeah, uh, Monsoor would have would have held him, and Monsoor would have followed up, bro. I don't know. He looked like he got hands. Top dollar. Listen, I don't think he got hands, my my guy. Let's just be clear, man. Twenty twenty three, it's time to shit. It's time to shape up or ship out for these niggas. Uh, Top dollar has a Royal Rumble qualifying match against Ricochet next week. Okay, mm. he got to show me something. He got to show me something. He won't, but he he should. What do you think about the varying opinions on what people think Hit Row should be? Do you think it actually comes from a good place, or is it just people's fantasy booking of, well, I want them to be this? I think it was a good moment for them to come back, given how they got a raw deal mm-hmm. um, the first time. I think that when reality sets in, you realize that this was a crew largely that was going to be carried by Swerve probably being the guy that worked the most. Yeah, all of them. When that element goes, you have a Shanti who we don't know his story. We have Bree who barely talks. We don't know her story either. Never had a match. <laughs> They've never given her a match, so we don't even know she can go in the ring. You have Top Dollar, who's the loudest of them all, with the least amount of skill, has the same matches. He's not wowed anybody, mm-hmm. and then he had the botch a week ago. So now you got a you got a viral moment that's against you on your head. <laughs> You got to live with. <laughs> My issue with Hit Row is that you don't know their story. You can't just have rappers there without knowing your story. They can't just come mm. out as rappers. Fans see through that because they have actual rappers that they look at, they look at and listen to. So these aren't actual like stars. They're not actual like rappers. Mm. It's the same reason I feel like the Swerve stuff isn't working in AEW because it just doesn't look the part. These people don't look the part either. They don't look the part. No one's in here rapping. Obviously, in AEW, since Swerve has a lot more control over his character, they're going to keep working that until it works. They're going to bring Ross in every week, pay him however much money. And I heard it was a lot of money that they pay Rick Ross. They're going to keep bringing Better. it in because they don't care if it works or not because they're they're all about their their wrestlers just doing dumb shit all the time. What WWE is going to try and do, and it looks like they're going to be doing, is turning hit roll heel to see if they'll get that type of reaction, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't get that reaction, I don't know what you do with them because Ashanti got called up to me, way earlier than he should have. I, I don't see... I think he's a good hand, but I, I don't think he's spectacular at all right now. Bree, we saw her. You know what I'm saying? Like We, we saw her. B-Fab or whatever. We, we saw what she can do. I know Natty had been working with her. I would love to see her in, in, in more in-ring situations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Top dollar, as a big man, you're not bigger than like Braun Strowman. He seems to have more timing than you do at this point. Yeah, uh, you're not the biggest big guy on the on the roster, so you you have to be able to be, to talk. So maybe you just become your own guy. Like, but maybe we just break them up. I don't see why you don't just break them up. Uh, the breaking them up might be a little breaking them up might be a little tough. Why? You could send the Shanti back to NXT. You could send VFab down to NXT for a minute. They could use the bodies there. They could you could restructure their characters. I think Ashanti's gimmick is terrible. He's just the he's just the producer or the DJ of Hit Row. Why do I care about that? Would you buy any of it solo, though? If he has a new character, yeah. Hmm. I would get an opportunity to buy into it. Like the same thing they're doing with Reggie slash Scripps. They're trying sure. something new. They're, they're going to try something new with Electra Lopez. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think Top Dollar absolutely could be on the main roster as a, as a big body that they, could, that they could use out there. Because I feel like he can talk. I just feel like his hit row, the story's not going anywhere. They look like they're from the 90s. They do not look like up-to-date rapper characters. 
And especially for people that are tuning in like casually or people that it might have been the holiday tour that, you know, aren't the most frequent watchers, but do watch from time to time. And now they're seeing it live. I don't know how the gritty and shit like that is, you know, registering to them. I don't know if that's as as cool as it is online. Might be able to get some good laughs online. I don't know how it translates to people that are just like casually watching. Yeah, I, I, I just when they come out. I would love to know what people think about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like they look like they look like losers. They don't get a reaction <laughs> at all. And so, it, and it's it's different. It's different for you know people that are online that actually have not only friendship interests with them personally, but also know them from watching through NXT, from watching them with Swerve. So when you have these moments and they're having like the dance saws and they're doing the throwing up the signs and doing X, Y, and Z, like it's something that you're used to. It's pretty funny, but I don't know how it's translating to those that are just like finding out about them. Yeah. It's a tough situation. I do feel like they should be broken up though. I just, I just don't feel like it's working. And if the heel turn doesn't work, which I'm, I'm iffy on if it will, I, I don't think like beating up Ricochet is going to get people to care because he's, mm-hmm. he's not a Gunther level guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not a Gunther level threat. He's been a dork since they came back. I thought it was a good pop, good moment that they came back. They need a complete redesign if this is going to work, in my opinion. Um, damn, that was a lot on Hit Row. But it's, it's a new year. The main event, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, John Cena. Um, really good to see Cena in the ring. I always enjoy seeing him. I, I know that he's not going to put on the same matches that he was before he, before he kind of slowed down mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. But I thought it was a really good house show-like match that they had in the main event here. Especially with the way that it ended. I didn't expect Roman to to be able to lay down for two two five knuckle shuffles and then the AA goes down. I'm like, damn, Roman, you're giving him a you're giving him a lot right now. I usually don't want to give you problems, but you're giving him a good amount of shit right now. Well, wait, wait, you don't want to give Mark. Roman is not a no seller. I think Roman sells more shit for people than most main eventers ever have to. I don't remember him even doing that in his match against against Cena at SummerSlam. He did. He did. He took all his offense. Cena got to run the five moves of doom on him. Yes, they did. He did. You got to run the five moves of doom. I feel like I feel like that's one of Roman's biggest strengths to me is the fact that he can sell and he can make people look good. And I think for mm-hmm. even as limited as Cena was or seems to be, like I, I'll, I'll say this right now, Cena isn't moving the way he used to. He's he's largely playing the hits. <laughs> at yeah, this point. that was definitely yeah. Friday was for sure playing the hits. Yeah, it was it was it was KO doing a lot. Yo, KO and Sammy beat the shit out of each other, and I think it was on accident. Did you catch when Yo, KO? How did he, <laughs> he like, how did he get his eye busted? It was at the end of the match. I think Sammy busted him open, and he busted Sammy open. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! So Sammy punched him dead in the eye. I think so. Or, uh, I, but I know that I caught him punching Sammy right in the in the fucking nose. <laughs> <laughs> It was in the first minute of the match where he throws them to the ropes, and he and they I guess they miscommunicate. I t- I can tell that these two get really nervous in certain situations, and I get it because this is a huge time. This is a huge match for them, and I could tell they were kind of nervous. There was a couple of times they were kind of off, but they got mm-hmm. it back together. But what a match for both of these two! Kudos to those two. Fun match. Sammy takes the pin, of course, and uh, we it leads us into uh, this week's Raw, where the Bloodline, of course, after losing that tag match, are trying to take over Raw, uh, hostile takeover, if you will, uh, leading to the to the whole the whole locker room coming out. 
and then goddamn uh, Cedric Alexander wanting some. Him being like, I, I want some. Shut up, nigga. Get in the back. Dude. Yeah, that's like, what is we gonna do? Shit, I got it. Just relax, bro. Nah, you ain't you ain't got shit. Get your ass to the back, my nigga. Uh, what you feel about the opening segment and and that people are like really over the bloodline? I felt like I've, I I could have saw you running out <laughs> on Monday night. Shit, they gave me the chance. I got a Hurricane Rana in me. Don't worry. <laughs> I got a Hurricane Rana straight for Solo. I think it's good, man. But for Bloodline to even have one person write and say, man, these start of the show attacks kind of feel a little NWO-ish. That feels like, that has to be like some of the That's biggest praise. That's on purpose. I, I think the NWO stuff is on purpose because with that, there has to come a fall. You know what I mean? There has to be yeah. like a there has to be a leader, if you will, of that. And we're starting to see the battle lines are still drawn. I mean, a lot of the people that were in the War Games match are still facing off against them. You saw mm-hmm. some party. You saw some some show jumping this week on Raw. I thought a lot of things happened. I just can't help with Raw, but to feel like they are missing several things that make that will put the show over the top. Um, from the women's side, obviously, you're missing the dew drops. You're missing a lot of stuff that like mid card women's feuds. And we'll get into, into Bianca and, and Alexa right after this, but like on the men's side, you're missing riddle, you're missing Orton, you're missing Cody. You're missing a lot of people that kind of would turn the, the tide and give you yeah. a hot program. There's no hot program on the show. I don't consider Alexa and Bianca before this week to be that hot before this mm. week. I didn't consider, I think it's hot now. Um, but I, I, I don't consider, you know, Austin theory and Seth to be a good, like Seth's largely in a mid card program right now. And he should not be. You know what I mean? And, and, I'm, and I'm glad that they, they're working on that. But Bianca versus Alexa, how did you feel about this match to kick off the show? I thought it ended up being pretty good. Alexa Bliss, obviously one of the bigger women's champions in the company, getting an opportunity to, you know, win it once again. I didn't really see her beating Bianca Belair last night, but it ended up still being a really great match leading into what we ended up seeing for the ending of how they ended up uh, playing some more of this Bray story and how they're going to intertwine that into Alexa probably coming back to being the, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, honestly. I don't even think that they would run it back the same way that they did with the dolls and the hair and the theme music. I don't, I honestly don't know. That's the thing about a lot of this Bray stuff that's going on right now. Who knows what these characters and these people that he's intertwining with end up turning into. Yeah. And and I think that is another interesting aspect of it is that, you know, that Alexa could do that, but I felt like it took up way too much of this match toward the end and gave us a really shenanigan filled um, ending that I thought we left back in 2020. With this you wasn't fucking with you wasn't fucking with Bianca leaking. I think this is like the first time we saw some blood, right? We poured. There was a lot of blood on this on this episode. I, I'll say whether whether on purpose or um you know not by this or by design, but um I thought that these two didn't have the chemistry that I thought that they would have. Mm-hmm. There were moments where I felt like you could see Bianca getting kind of like there's a video up right now of Bianca getting kind of frustrated because Alex is overselling. And Bianca's like, come on, get up. I gotta give you a spine buster. Come on, come on, come on. Like, and um here's my and thing. I th- I think the story is sound now after the end yeah. of the match. Um I, there, the story wasn't really there for me. It's there for me. It's a hot program for me now. She gives Bianca like two DDTs on the steel stairs, beats Bianca's ass after the match. Bianca's, you know, doesn't want to get carried off on a stretcher. It's the most adversity Bianca's had in a long time. So yeah. now I'm like, okay. I'm in on something else happening here. 
leading up to this, I, I was kind of apathetic and it, and it kind of led to how I felt about the match as a whole. Were you fucking with the direct odes to scary movie in the match? I I did not catch on that. And when someone noticed it, who the fuck notices stuff like that? <laughs> I think some I think somebody a month ago tweeted, hey, this is how Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss is going to play out. And they played the the video of Regina Hall uh, whooping ass in scary movie. And then the match actually happens. And it's the same type of drop kick that Alexa gives that happened in scary movie. The wind up punch, the holding of the head. I was like, did they purpose did they, they like specifically they being bianca and alexa did they specifically see this tweet and was like you know what let's try and get it off and see who catches it yeah and they saw it it, it just shows you how online these wrestlers are now and and, and i thought it was a really cool moment to, to for them to um to kind of translate that into a wrestling ring. and I it works i don't think I, I don't think a lot of people would catch that if not for these tweets and these videos i noticed it now that that was a little cartoonish you know then i saw it i was like oh wow that's that's crazy um, but then, you know, it had everlasting, uh, it had, it had lasting effects on the show. Of course you saw Montez being kind of taken out of the show, uh, and thinking about it. Like there was a lot of like acting on the show this, this, this week. And again, like good matches, man. But it's like, it's, it's, let, let's just, let's just get to the real match between these two. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this needs to go somewhere pretty soon. Um, you had Elias versus, versus solo. Um, listen, Elias, he's proof of the fact that they're missing a lot of guys. <laughs> he is proof. Damn, you're not fucking with the guitar. That's a that's a that's a that's a staple. That's a staple for a lot of people that want to see Raw. Oh god, you had that country guy jump in. I'm like, ah, oh, of course you got to get your crossover shit. Like, yeah, that that was a little that was a little much. I don't know who this Hardy guy is. I've never clicked on anything on his discography. But shout out to you being the Royal Rumble uh, theme song this year. I saw a lot of the comments that came from the past couple of days. I don't know if it was in the Discord or if it was on Twitter. The discourse of a hey, Triple H is getting rid of the discourse of Triple H being. Hey, he's getting rid of all of the rap themes. The rap themes are going to be gone now. We're getting back to rock. I don't know where who's, that's exactly coming from. Who's noticing that? <laughs> <laughs> it's only been like a couple months, and I don't even think it's going to be that deep. And on top of that, Macron just got a rap theme. I don't see nobody. nobody. Like, like they just got that in, in the greatness theme for Raw. I don't think it's gone completely. Also, whatever. Like, do, why are we really? We don't have to just incredible this. I promise we don't have to just incredible this, bro. Yeah, like we. Come on, really? Okay, so when they do a rap theme, are you gonna say that? Are you gonna say now that he's he's he that we, he listened to us? <laughs> oh yeah, we did it. We did. I told you, Triple H ain't fuck a rap. <laughs> like it's so dumb. Um, we also had a a um, tag team match between, like I said earlier, Street Profits, Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. My issue with this is um. It's really hard for me to buy that any of the bloodline are in any serious danger of losing anything. Yeah. Um, if it's maybe KO Sammy or something like that, okay, I, I probably like KO solo is a match that I'm serious, or, or Drew McIntyre solo was a match. I'm seriously like, okay, they could actually lose this. Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to take things like this serious when you have Kevin Owens, oh, but the Street Profits are right there. So I'm like, I'm automatically, like, oh, they'll probably take the pinfall. Just how is it going to happen? And but you get the moment here, Mark, where Sammy tells uh, one of the Usos, or I believe it was, it was Solo, um, and, and Sammy tells him, no, do not, do not, 
hit them with a the chair. Don't do mm-hmm. that. So that the idea would be right that maybe uh, maybe Sammy's gonna say we didn't want to get disqualified, but it's gonna look like to Roman that it was like Sammy protecting KO. Yeah. Or it could be like I didn't want him to hit the chair. I wanted to do it, but we didn't have time because he got smacked. And then there's uh, there's ways they could do it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. You got Drew McIntyre versus in in in, in Sheamus versus the Usos. That now remember what I just said. That's a threat. <laughs> I think that realistically happened. But it also Sheamus just took a, took an L to Solo. So mm-hmm. again, it's just like it, it's tough for me to think of of any of them being in any real danger with all of them being in the ring at the, at the same time. Um, we get a we get a Cody Rhodes update. Part one. I think this ends with them saying he's going to be at the Royal Rumble. I think a lot of people would have high interest in Cody being at the Royal Rumble. I know the discourse on that for the past couple of months has been whether or not he would be a good person to win the Royal Rumble and go on to WrestleMania. There's been people booking how you would do Cody Rhodes against Roman Reigns at that area. But let's think we could just slow it down and start it off with one day at a time and having Cody Rhodes be at the Royal Rumble. There were rumors and certain situations of him coming this week as like some surprise guest, but it looks like from WWE's perspective, they said, hey, his return is not going to be some cheap surprise run in any of these matches. We're actually going to make sure that it has the, the, the fanfare that it should. So let's see how many weeks you got, right? Um, Royal Rumble 2023. Um, when, <clears throat> when does it happen? January 28th, all right? How many Last weeks Saturday do we have? Left? Yeah, how many how many weeks do we have left for this? One, two, three. three. You got three weeks, okay? Three fucking weeks. You do part two, finish the shit off because there's only but so much to that story they have left. I don't know why they cut it off there. <laughs> um, you finish it off there. You say next week Cody's gonna be on on Raw. Tune in. You get ratings right there. Mm-hmm. Cody comes out and says, "I'm gonna be in the Royal Rumble on Saturday." Boom, that's it. He does not need to be a surprise. We know he's coming back. We yep. already know he's coming back. Y'all just started talking about him again a week ago after not talking about him for weeks. We know he's coming back. Don't don't play us as a fool. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. just put him back in 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 in, in position. Um I'm just interested in seeing how how they how they do that. Oh, uh, you had Becky Lynch in damage control versus and Meechin comes out, she takes the pinfall. Uh, I, I I guess Bet uh, Bailey wasn't too involved because she had to catch a flight to Japan right after. So I I, I get that. I get why they kind of did that this week. Mm-hmm. But again, the lack of 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 women here, you're starting to see it. There there wasn't a lot of women on the on the show this week. Um, and then you have again Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, long 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 match. Um, it felt like a major main event. I will say that even if I if I felt like this wasn't a major program for Seth Rollins, it felt like a major program for Austin Theory. And they're mm-hmm. finally getting him, um, you know, you, you have to pull the trigger on him at some point. You know what I mean? And this felt like the moment where they pulled the trigger for uh, Austin Theory. Hey, you had said earlier in the episode, sometimes all it takes is a beard, boy. Sometimes all it yeah. takes. That's all it takes, bro. Seriously. And and the thing is, like, he, it, it, it's starting to make sense with the, the rocket on his back. You know what I mean? It's starting, mm-hmm. it's starting to congeal. The promos, now the matches. He can hang with Seth Rollins. He's able to, to to do it as a, as a as a heel and and have a like a you know and and still win in a cheap way but look good doing it, and I think yeah. the Austin Theory looks good going into twenty twenty three. 
Yeah, exactly. An actual heel. I know the original heel that people just liked booing him just because he was involved with Vince McMahon. I don't know if that really worked well with a lot of people, but now this is a heel that people can actually get into, and especially with who he's going to be facing within these next couple of months. If you end up adding a name, even if it doesn't happen, for you to be in the conversation and in the realms of John fucking Cena, probably one of your childhood heroes, is something that has to mean a whole lot of theory. Yeah, no, I mean, just to be considered in that, you know, in that stature yeah. is, is big for him. So I, I'm I'm sensing good things. Uh, Seth does it does a, a injury angle. This is the second injury angle on the show, the beginning and the end of the show. <laughs> like y'all need to y'all need to space these out maybe by a week and not, <laughs> not by literal hours of each other. Uh, but I, I'm I think Seth is okay. No one's no one's come out and said that his knee is fucking torn or whatever. Um, you got to be setting Seth up for Cody Rhodes. What do you think? That'd be interesting to see how they end up leading that into leading that into L.A. How early do you end up doing that? Do you end up running part four before L.A. or does it happen after Mania? Um, I've always been a fan of them doing it how Austin and Triple H did it, where Cody wins the Add Rumble, like the No Way Out, yeah, yeah. Cody wins the Rumble. Um, Seth and him have their final match where Seth does get his win. Mm-hmm. Uh. And you kind of you can break that up into the summertime and have them face off against each other again in the summertime. That I actually think, is a pretty big. That actually is a pretty big. Um, that is a pretty nice parallel almost because nobody really complained. Well, at least in my opinion, I don't think too many people complain about Austin taking a an L at No Way Out leading into his huge match with the Rock at WrestleMania. It just ended up being an L that was huge for Triple H. He finally got that Austin never. Yeah. Yeah, even though it was a quote on, even though I, I won't say it was a quote unquote W, but it's like ah, I'm exhausted. Slash him, I fall on top of you. One, two, three. <laughs> it wasn't like the yeah pedigree you're in the fucking dirt. It was a heavily, heavily, and I would imagine they do the same thing if if they were to do that with Seth and Cody. I'm not saying that they would. I just think it'd be yeah. a really good idea. But like they had to give it like a a, a air of of um a air of of uncertainty as to how yeah. it happened because i do think they wanted to continue the the actual uh feud afterwards with maybe i think it was supposed to be babyface triple h right and they had to change they had to change course uh babyface triple h at mania no no after mania when, when austin turned oh well after austin turned then they end up doing the power trip for like a month and a half and then he, he tears the squad and h was gonna h was gonna actually become babyface i think and he was going to turn on, and he was going to um, become babyface and turn on Austin. That would have been crazy. Yeah. I, I, I think that was the rumor at the time with the with the ending of how that w- how that would have ended up. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I mean, I think with, with them, you you got to give Seth his win back and have him go into a bigger role. But do you have do you have Seth win the Rumble? Ooh, Seth win the Rumble, and then we can entertain Seth Roman again. Oh, that would be that would be very interesting. Because you're, you're, you, to me, there's only 12 months in this year. I want Seth to have the title in one of those months. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I also think Cody getting coronated at, at, at Mania, that's where you, that's where that story was supposed to end. And I think you should go ahead and, and end it with that, with that, you know? Um, yeah, that's t- that's got, that's got to be tough because as much as you want Cody to, you know, get all of that praise seth has received a lot of accolation within these past couple of days and everybody's 2022 workhorse of the year wrestler of the year i think it would be well deserved yeah you, I, I feel like you gotta give it to him man 
you just got to give it to to Seth Rollins at some point. Like I said, when Triple H got the book, so to speak, mm. and I still maintain this today, I don't envy his position. As as cool as it may seem to everyone, he is in charge of booking the end of the Roman Reigns title run. Yeah, he's in charge of that, and that is going to be the hardest thing to do as we look forward to from where we're at now in January all the way to the end of the, of the year, whether he loses it at mania or he doesn't at some point that has those belts have to come off of him. And triple H has to book it in a way that makes sense. And here's my thing to anyone listening. Not everyone's going to like it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, who knows right how now. Vince wanted it to end? Who knows how Vince wanted it to end? Yeah, who knows how, how he wanted it to end, but not everyone's going to like it. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot, and I think we have to prepare for whatever it's going to be because not it's it's not going to end the fairy tale way that I think people want to. I don't even think people know how they want it to end, and I think that's another that's a that's an advantage for Triple H is that people just don't know how they want the title run to end. But I don't envy him at all. It's it's a tough situation that he's in, and and you know as we look forward to Royal Rumble, where Seth goes, if Cody comes back, where's Rock? Where's Cena? Where's Logan Paul? There's a lot of things that go on here. Um, I know one of them is not going to be Sami Zayn facing Roman Reigns at, at WrestleMania. Let's just be clear. Unless everyone gets injured, Mark. That's not well. That, well, well, that, well, that's people make the smart decision, make the right booking. Sorry to do my Booker T voice again, but <laughs> oh, so if Sami Zayn does that shit, bro, yeah, I'm out. I'm in AEW anyway. Uh, <laughs> if Sami Zayn is the WWE champion with AEW, nah, you don't mm-hmm. gotta do that. Yeah, no. If he's even in the, if he's even on the damn poster, bro. Yeah. I'm, but I'm what out. if it's, but what if it's Kevin? I think Kevin and Sammy are due for the titles. I think that's just such a good, a good um, full tag circle. Team titles, you mean? Oh yeah, the, the tag titles. Have they been tag titles? Tag, tag team champions before? Nah. Remember they were gonna do it. Um, I want to say that was like 2019. Remember people wanted to see him as, ta- as see them as tag team champions. I forgot who they were like tag teaming with for a little bit. You you know the you know the um, it was around the time that they were facing the fashion police and you know the the the, the classic Zami Zayn. Look, Kevin, it's the police. It was like around that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I just I just pulled up something. August 17th, 2022. Kevin Owens still wants to hold WWE tag team gold with his longtime best friend. That's what I said in August. Yeah. yeah. So Drewski hands. <laughs> <laughs> Drewski hands. I, w- I want to imagine that Sammy doesn't feel the same way if, if Kevin's saying it, knowing how, how in lockstep they are together. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, Mark, thank you for, for being on the show, filling in for meals this week. I appreciate you and your, and your viewpoint. Of course, of course. Very, very big month. A lot of exciting things for wrestling fans. I think January will be nice for a lot of us. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, me and you, we're not done with each other. So this week we have uh, the Black Brent. Uh, on Amp Radio, that's coming up yep. with our ghost, our special guest Eddie Gonzalez, Band Skiz. You guys know him from the etc. Uh, we also have another episode of the Black Print coming out as well. Uh, a lot of big things popping, and of course, next week I will have another guest for you guys. I gotta ask them. Shit. Well, we'll see <laughs> on the A Show. So for Mark, I am J Five. We'll see you guys next week on the A Show. Peace. <laughs>